Hello and welcome to Cherry's Red Army. International break is over, club football is back and we are back live and interactive on YouTube and Twitter. So go subscribe if you're new around here and also hit the like button. Look, it's up there, that side. Hit the like button on this video to help it grow between now and kickoff. We will very much appreciate that. We've got lots to talk about. Dom Solanke signed a new contract. We're going to look at the September fixture list and we're also going to preview Chelsea. Got some teammates coming on in a moment, but got some exciting news for you. You've been following Cherry's Red Army for nearly three years. It's taken that long. We are finally an audio podcast as well now. So if you go and check out one of your favourite apps, Hopefully we're on there. We're not on all of them yet, but we are definitely on Spotify and some of the favourite ones. So go check us out. You can listen to us as an audio, but your best experience is here on YouTube with visuals and audio. But we are a podcast, so please do go follow us and share that around as well. So Bournemouth, we've had a tough start to the calendar in the Premier League. September doesn't get any easier but can we continue some of the good form we've created in some of those matches already? Can we maybe take a chance on creating more havoc for Chelsea, who haven't had a great start either? Let's get our guests on. You let us know that you're in the chat. This is Cherries in Focus, episode nine. Let's go for it. Episode nine of Cherries in Focus. Aaron, Kay, how are you? How would you summarise your international break? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, seems a long time since the Brentford game now. Um, but uh, but yeah, look, I think none of us really love the international breaks. I think from the club's point of view, it was probably a good thing to get some injured players back and a bit more fitness into some of them. Um, and um, and yeah, I watched some of the England-Ukraine game. I was more interested in Zabani's performance than anyone else. I thought he was great. Um, caught bits of the England-Scotland friendly. Obviously, it was far more important for them than it was for us. Um, but again, Ryan Christie looked bright when, when he came on, um, made a difference. Um, so yeah, all in all, looking forward to club football again. We've got a green theme going on down the bottom here. Let's go to Steve Hensman first. Green theme, is it Brazilian? Looks like it. How was your international break? Yeah, it's all good, mate. Thanks for having me on again. Um, yeah, much like Aaron, Aaron said, we were just sort of keeping an eye on our on our international players and making sure they didn't get pick up any injuries and uh, hope they all come back fit because we we could do without any more injuries, to be honest. And yeah, a few of them put in some reasonably good performances out there, did themselves no damage. And it's always great to have this guy on the channel. James Musselwhite, how are you doing? That's also a very nice green top as well. So welcome to the stream. How was your international break? My international break was tepid. Thank you very much for the invite to come onto the show tonight. I very much appreciate it. Answers in the chat. Which top is this and which year is it from? I will take only specific answers. <laughs> go, go in the chat. As we go, go in the chat. Let's see who's joining us this evening. Stephen Dyer from up north. How are you? We've got Chris Hubble, Sammy Nell, Mark Cole, Cameron Meach, Josh Wyatt, Allen, Mark Singleton, Gladstone, Rob Omid and Nick Jenkins. Anyone else that is joining us, do let us know in the chat. This is your show as well, so make sure you get your thoughts in there. 
And James does want to know his question, what top is it? So do get them in there. Um, what I was thinking, guys, we've had an international break, right? And I feel like we need a bit of a warm up. We have got some things to discuss that's been going on around the club. And we've got a big game on Sunday, but we need a bit of a warm up. And I think we haven't had a real quiz game for a while. I don't know what you're thinking. Those in the chat, they don't even know this is coming, by the way. I haven't prepared them at all. But I feel like we need a little game. So we're going to get going with a little quiz game. You can play in the chat and we're going to call it Guess the Career Path. We're going to tell you the rules in a moment, guys, but that's the title of the game, Guess the Career Path. And James, as you're the guest, you've been on here many times, you are the guest tonight. Do you want to go first or do you want the other guys to go first and you can see what it's all about? Do I want to take the mystery quiz that we didn't know about first? Absolutely not. I want someone else to go first, please. Thank you. Who would you like? Would you like to pick who goes first or do you want me to do it? Aaron's very confident. I think I think we'll let Aaron go first. <laughs> so play along. In the chat. In me. Yeah. So it's guess the career path. What's going to happen is I'm going to put an image on the screen with some funky music in 20 seconds for you to think about it. Gives an opportunity for the chat to have a guess as well. And I just want to know who you think the player is and you'll see AFC Bournemouth in that career path. It's as simple as that. If you get it right after 20 seconds, when I ask for the answer, Aaron, you'll get three points. And then I might ask you a couple of questions about that relevant player for an extra two points, five points available. If we have a draw, we'll have a sudden death. It is as easy as that. Okay. So I've got three career paths. Do you want one, two or three? Um, go down the middle two, please. Two. So you want career path two. So play along in the chat. Some funky music coming your way, Aaron. I will call out the teams. Hopefully you can hear me. And then I'm going to ask you for the answer. You ready for it? Yep. And hopefully this does play. Are you ready? 20 seconds start now. Here comes the career path of two. We have got Gareth gets the career path. Colerain, Torquay United. Edge 10 seconds Bournemouth. remaining. Leeds United and Luton Town. So who Five, is this person we are talking four, about? We do have some guesses three, in the chat. Two, Aaron, um, we are coming to you one, very soon. Gosh. Time's up. That was quick. Um, that was quick. Colerain is Irish, is it? Um, I'm guessing that. Uh, I'm struggling here, but the only one I can think of immediately is Unan O'Kane, but I don't think it's... I'm not sure if it's him. Okay, so we'll come to your question in a moment, James, that you asked at the very, very start. But Mark Cole's gone for O'Kane. So your guess is for Union O'Kane. Is that correct? Yeah, and you're, uh, the Torquay, I think he played for Torquay and, and the first club was Irish. So I'm guessing on that. But I can't, I can't remember if he went to Leeds or Luton. So I'm not sure. Okay, so Aaron's going Leeds. for Union O'Kane. And the answer is... Union O'Kane. So three points for Aaron. Well done to anyone in the chat. Now for an extra two points, Aaron. Union O'Kane has been sent off once whilst playing for AFC Bournemouth. Is that true or false? Um, I can't remember it, so I'm going to have to say false. That's correct. He was sent off once in his career for Leeds United. All this data has been gathered by Transfer Marked if anyone wants to challenge it. So it's off Transfer Marked. Second question, Aaron. Can you name 
the team that Union O'Kane scored for in the champ for AFC Bournemouth in the championship. So it looks like Union O'Kane got one goal in the championship. Can you name the team he scored against in a 3 0 win? No, I, I, I'll have a guess, but I've got no no idea. Middlesbrough. Go for a guess. Middlesbrough. No idea. Middlesbrough. Incorrect. The answer is Yeovil Town. So that's four points for Aaron. A good confidence start. So, Steve, you've seen how it works now. So you're feeling more confident? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so you've got career path one or career path three. What do you want? I can't remember my own career path, let alone anyone else's. <laughs> career path one or three. Go on then, hit me. Uh, go for... Sorry, uh, I'll go for one. Go for one. Okay. Career path one. Again, have your guesses in the chat. Are Here you ready? Go. 20 seconds no, start music. now. Career path one. Was Portsmouth, Tottenham Hotspur, Birmingham City, Wolverhampton Wanderers, 10 seconds remaining. AFC Bournemouth. Go for it in the chat. Five. Four. That's your guess. Three. Who are we talking two, about? One. Time's up. plenty of time. Absolute loads of time. Have you got it, Steve? Who's the player? No. No. No <laughs> idea. Do you want to have a guess? Uh, we had of Pompey. It's not going to be someone like David James, is it? Is that your guess? Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm trying to think who we've had off Wolves. Mm. That's the thing, directly from Wolves. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is it Benick? Benick of I'm going to take no. that answer. Now, some in the That's chat... Someone I can think I of, it just came to me. Mark Cole's gone for Anderton. Oh, yes. Higgs yes. has gone for Anderton. Sammy's gone yeah. for Anderton. Chris Hubble has gone for Anderton. I probably didn't even disable the chat. Career path one. No, that's what's worse about it, because I could have read the chat and still got it wrong. <laughs> I don't remember him playing for Wolves, but yeah. Okay. Good however, however, Steve. He didn't exist to me until he was in a Bournemouth shirt, so not interested. <laughs> There is an opportunity, <laughs> by the way, to get some points on the board here. Um, cool. Question, you're not going to get enough to try and win, but you've got a couple of questions. Darren Anderton did not register one assist in 24 appearances for Wolves. Is that true or false? In how many? 24. 24? Yeah. Didn't get one assist for Wolverhampton Wanderers. True or False. Uh, it's very unlikely he didn't get one assist. False. He must have got one. So again, Jordan. false. Transfer marked. Says it's true. Says he hasn't got any assist for Wolves in 24 appearances. Apparently. Question oh. two. Can you name the team that Darren wow. Anderton scored a hat-trick against for AFC Bournemouth in a 5-0 win? I'm not. I'm not going on mastermind as my specialist subject. <laughs> Have you got the answer, Steve? Sorry, we lost you there. It's like he pulled his signal, guys. 
he's having connection <sighs> issues. Have we got any guesses in the chat? No, sorry. Can you hear me? Because I'm having really bad problems. Yeah, we've got you now. What was the question? The question was, Darren Anderton scored one hat-trick for AFC Bournemouth in a 5-0 win. Do you know the team he scored it against? Yes, because you know, and I'm not looking at the chat, but it was Orient, but uh, <laughs> we were looking at this the other week, weren't we, with the hat-tricks? And I looked up hat-tricks yeah. and I, didn't, I forgot he had one. Yeah, so there we go. It was the only one he ever Steve got. Point. And he's battling with Wi-Fi at the moment. Can so you we've got to it? give Steve something. Steve so uh, there we go. James, look, you've seen it played out twice now. So nice and oh, easy That was worth you. 20 Four. points, that one, wasn't it? <laughs> Four points, James, for you to beat. And then we'll get on with the serious AFC Bournemouth communication. All right. Okay. So, or we'll just do more quizzes. I don't mind. <laughs> do more quizzes. Well, we've got to come to your quiz in a moment at the start of the stream. <laughs> right. Here we go. Here's your 20 seconds. This is your oh, career car three. Are you ready? Yes, 20 seconds start now. I like the music. The music's good. It's a nice Thank choice. Bashley, AFC Bournemouth, Burnley, Birmingham City, and Bristol Ten seconds remaining. City. Oh, your rest, guess the career path for this former Five, AFC Bournemouth player. Four, Get guessing in the chat. Three, two, They've gone. one. Bristol. Right, so it's obviously someone who's gone with Eddie to Burnley, I'm guessing. Why can't I have that one? <laughs> right, I'll swap with you. I'll swap with you. Okay, I'll swap. Darren, Darren Anderton for Steve's. Got that straight away. Um, so it's obviously someone that's followed Eddie. <laughs> someone, someone that's followed Eddie to Burnley. And then I think, did like Liam Feeney go to go to like um, Birmingham and was like, there's a slew of players that played under Eddie in like League One, League Two that were yeah. brilliant under Eddie and they're not that great when they moved on. Liam Feeney. I don't know. Maybe Liam, Liam Feeney. Feeney. Let's get some of the guesses out Wade in the chat. Elliot. Oh, it is Wade yeah. Elliot. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After you played them in the cup, they stole all I our did players. also say, by the way, they had no clue about this. Absolutely none at all. So guess the career path of number three was Wade Elliot. The chat I think you on it. You think Liam Feeney went to then. Coventry, didn't he, or somewhere? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, carry on. What, what are my this, questions it? about what my questions yeah, about Wade Elliot? Yeah, let's get the questions out because Aaron's won, so he's going to drink his champagne. But the questions were, Wade Elliott scored 23 goals for AFC Bournemouth and 30 goals for Burnley. True or false? He didn't score as many as 30 for Burnley. False. That's false. That's correct. It's the yeah. other way around. Absolutely correct. One point there. Can you name the team beginning with W? That can I name? Yeah, Wade I can. scored his first goal against. Well, so Wade scored his first, first goal, goal for AFC Bournemouth against the team starting with W. Let's have a punt that he scored against in the cup, probably as a debut. Do you know what? Let's go the fashionable, the Hollywood team. Let's go Wrexham. Let's say we were playing <laughs> Wrexham down there in the dogs. I reckon it was against Wrexham. Well, you're stuck on one like Steve because it was Wickham Wanderers. Okay, whatever. There we go. But there was a bit of fun in there. There was also some guesses for your shirt in there, Zimbabwe, James. So enlighten us. Yeah, it's Zimbabwe away. I bought it because like, I thought I thought Jordan Zamora was going to be like the next big thing and, and now he's not playing for us. But <laughs> Zimbabwe away 2018. Someone even called it in the chat that it was 2018 as well. So fair play to you. Fantastic. A bit of fun there. 
let's get a warm up in. It's been a it's been a few weeks since we've done a live stream, but let's get on to AFC Bournemouth news, guys. And not part of the content this evening, but it's it's out straight away this morning. Dom Solanke signs a new deal. He had a good, healthy deal anyway, James, but he's he's penned an even bigger deal. Probably been enhanced on wages, but it does show commitment to the club. It shows respect to the club. It it secures the club if he does move on and. For me, James, it, it enables Don Solanke to focus on what he needs to focus on in becoming a, an even better footballer and, more importantly, score more goals. Yeah, that's that's his job um, that's, and that's what we want from him, if that's what Ariola wants from him as well. I think what it does is it really cements the fact that Andoni Ariola sees him as part of the squad, part of the first team moving forward and a really important key component of that, whatever role he ends up playing and and the first few games of the season he's, he's playing a very similar role to what he's to what he's done before um i was looking at his statistics um uh earlier and it's sort of like a goal one one in every three and a half games for solanke over the course of his bournemouth career which isn't bad for a striker uh unfortunately most of those goals came in one season in the championship he scored 29 in one season i think he's got well, he's on 57 altogether so nearly half of his goals came in that one season but I'm I'm excited because I want to see what he does under this new manager, under this new system, and with the new players that we've got playing behind him, um, that are hopefully going to propel him to scoring more goals. Steve, it doesn't mean that he'll be the main man for the next three or four years. It does give him an opportunity to develop and and be a big star for us. We know that fans are calling for more goals, but we know he does more than that. But he's he's enjoyed his time here. He got his chance when Callum Wilson moved on. And it's a, it's a good move by the club because in the last few years, we've lost some top players for nothing and we might continue to lose one or two for nothing. So it's a, it's a good deal all round. Is that to me? No, it's to Steve. To Steve. Sorry, so can you hear me? Yeah, just yeah. about, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to drop out because I, I, I can't hear what's going on oh take take that on Aaron take that <laughs> on what I just said probably don't need to repeat the question but we are live this is what happens we're a podcast now as well so I'm not sure how this is going to play out on Spotify <laughs> but Aaron take on the question yeah. Dom Slanky, new deal yeah yeah look it's, it's it's great news because you know he's 26 just 26 really reaching his prime um and I think we're going to see the best of him um he started the season really well two goals in four games on track to you know, to, to, to comfortably beat last season's um, number, which I think by his own admission, you know, probably was was much lower than he would have hoped for. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think we, we, we've all, you know, talked about Dom uh, and his, his, what he can bring to the team. What he does is so much more than his goals, obviously, as James said. And, and I think we, a lot of us really see is he, he is the main goal scorer for us. He, um, he's, he's, he's the main number nine at the club. Um, and we do want to see more goals from him. But, you know, if he can get involved in all sorts of ways, then that's great. And obviously fits into the Areola system. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised to see today that he's so far this season is the quickest player in the Premier League, which did surprise me. Um, according to the to the, to the top speed so far, 36.1 kilometres an hour, just beating Anthony Gordon. Um, I'm sure there are quicker players in the Premier League, um, some of whom play for us. So I'm surprised at that. But, but yeah, um, Dom, yeah, as I said, reaching the... You know, the four years now from 26 to 30 in his prime um, and hopefully can only go from strength to strength for us. Great news. Dom Slanky until 2027 and hopefully he can start 
finding that back of that net a little bit more often for us and we'll start climbing the table. James, September, we know that we got one point from Brentford. We got two points on the board in the Premier League at the moment. We know we've had a tough start. Doesn't get any easier. Starts this Sunday, not Saturday. That was when the fixtures initially come out. Starts this Sunday with Chelsea at home, Brighton away, Arsenal at home. Do we need to get a win or is it still at the moment about building performances to those more favourable fixtures coming in October? Well, according to your favourite pundits on various uh, mainstream sports stations, we probably need a win because that's as far as their in-depth analysis of us will go. They'll look at the results and they'll see that we've got no wins and they'll say after three more games, they'll say, oh, Andonia is under pressure because he hasn't got a win for Bournemouth. They're winless under him so far. Um, what I'm more interested in is the performances. I feel we should have got a win at Brentford. We're, you know, unlucky to lose that goal and very, very even game. But those sorts of games can sometimes go your way. And I think the win is inevitably going to get the pressure off, 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 off of the team and off of the manager. Um, I don't really see, like I said, I don't really see the necessity. I obviously see the necessity for a win in terms of like points. And I'm listening to Chelsea fans talking about this match. This is like a must-win game. It's uh, September and they're already in must-win territory coming down to the South Coast. Um, so they're probably in a more perilous position than we are. But I'm just more interested in the performances, more interested in seeing how we perform in about a month, two months' time when hopefully our full squad is, 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 is available for selection and we can look at some of the new players that we've really invested in who are going to turn the, turn the club into, into moving it up to the next level, which is what we're, we're sort of like all invested in, I guess. We might try and bring Steve in for one more attempt in a moment. But Aaron, looking at September, for me, it's looking at just getting that win. We're in the new era. I'm not panicking. I'm not worried. I still think this is going to be a really good moment for us and the club. But it's just it, it just settles everyone down. We were so close to getting it against Brentford. Just getting that win settles everything, everyone down. We've got it. We've got the three points. And then I look at just getting that first win at home as well. So we can try and maybe nail that this Sunday. Yeah, that's what was more galling about being the Brentford result. I think, you know, going to Brentford and getting a draw is no disgrace. I think most teams will struggle to win there this season. Um, and if it had been mid-season, I think we'd have all, you know, fine, go home, happy with it. But because we were so close to that elusive first win. Um, and as James said, you know, not that we should really take too much notice of it, but the media don't half bang on about, you know, Bournemouth. They, they got a love in with Gary O'Neill about you know, how he was hard done by, um, which is fair fair enough opinion. But um, on the back of that, I think they're kind of quite, some of them seem quite keen for us to fail with our new manager. And, you know, on the face of it, if we go eight games without a win, then, then you know, the bare facts say that um, that hasn't been a good start to a season. But I think we all know a bit differently to that. I think if you look at the first four games, we've talked about them before. Um, two points is probably as, 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 as much or if not more than we might have expected from that. Maybe a win against West Ham, but they've obviously done very well since. And yes, obviously we'd love a win in the next three games, but it doesn't get any easier. I mean, just jumping ahead, Brighton away, obviously exceptionally difficult. And Arsenal are title contenders. So Chelsea is a is a big game. Um, they are in a bit of dire straits at the moment. Their fans are not happy. They they are not performed, but they are still Chelsea. And as we saw last season, if their players or one or two or three of their players turn up, then they're good enough to, to beat anybody. Um, and I just hope that's not against us on Sunday. Um, but if it is, then then it is. And, and I don't think, as James said, people shouldn't really panic. And I certainly won't be panicking. Um, and I think, you know, we already, as I said, there's still teams who haven't even won a 
got a point yet. Teams have won one point. I think they're far worse teams than us. I'm not worried in the slightest, but it, it would be great to get off the mark because if we don't, then it puts huge pressure on that that Wolves, Burnley, Everton three, uh, trio in October. Right. Let's try and bring Steve back in. There we go. Right, Steve, are you with us? How's, how's this sounding? Fantastic. I've gone, I've gone old school, I've reverted back to my phone um, on loudspeaker. So you might get a bit of uh, residual noise from my kids shouting their heads off in the background somewhere. But yeah, I'm back in the room, hopefully. And it's like I've switched you in midfield with James. I've just switched you over. <laughs> you we, just, we just float around. We, we're that good. Do so what Steve, I want, mate. <laughs> we're just talking about the September fixtures and how important they are and whether yeah. we need to pick up points. And I think if we don't pick up enough points, does that put pressure on those more favourable games in October? Yeah, there's an argument to say that there is. Um, but we, we we all know, we're all well aware that we're in the midst of a brand new process and it's going to take a little bit of time. We can see that it's approving week on week. And I think, any, like I've said before, anyone with the slightest bit of you know, bit about them isn't going to get on the back of the manager of the team. They realise what's happening. They can see, as we all can, uh, slight improvements in our in our play most weeks. And we can see something coming together nicely. And I don't think it's going to put pressure. I don't think it. And Doni will allow there to be that sort of pressure put on the on his team. Um, you know, they they were always he's he's used to dealing with that sort of underdog tag, um, which we sort of have that mantle as well. Um, albeit there's a bit more pressure, I suppose, with the fact that it's something we've never tried before. But I think he's got enough about him to sort of you know sort of, sort of calm the players down and and just you know focus on improving this system and picking up those points. And I think we'll pick up points. And I've said this before: we'll pick up points we don't expect to. Um, it will happen. It's just the nature of football. So it could be in a position. We've still got two more games. Chelsea aren't looking great. Let's be honest. There's a quite, it's quite a winnable game the way they're playing at the moment. So you got to, you got to look beyond the name of Chelsea and say there's an opportunity there. And I think you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it, it, yeah, I've got no no doubt that we'll um, we'll pick up some points, and it, I don't think there'll be any pressure at all. So we're going to dive into the Chelsea preview very, very shortly, James. But it is a game of like the big spenders in January. Bournemouth, one of the big spenders. I think we're in the top five. We're not getting close to Chelsea, though. I mean, we're not a top six side. But under Todd Bowley, they spent over a billion pounds. And you're seeing some of the players that he's purchased and Chelsea have purchased. That's not just this window. But the weird thing is, James, is... I don't know what they're trying to achieve. I mean, they're getting talent, but are they trying to fit a system? I don't know. They're just buying players to me. I've got no idea. They're the uh, they're the beacon for everything that's filth stained in this uh, in this English Premier League. <laughs> Chelsea have won twenty four points in two thousand and twenty three in the calendar year. They've won twenty four points. Chelsea have signed twenty one players in two thousand and twenty three. That's an average of one point one point per player. That's what they're on at the moment. How are they averaging 1.1 point per signing? They spent £735 million in 2023. That's an average of £30.6 million per point. That's, that, that's, that's, that's what we're watching. That's what we're paying to see. We're paying to see this, this accumulation of top trumps to no system whatsoever. And we've got to be in awe of it because they're worth loads of money. Um, I, 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 I just don't, I, I find it very difficult to get excited about this fixture. 
but I'm sure I'll be different on Sunday when we've when we've got the three points. Uh, but I think our issue last season was we went into two games, one just after Christmas, where we went, oh, we're at Stamford Bridge, difficult place to go, forgetting that we've won there three times in the Premier League. Oh, difficult place to go, though, Chelsea, just after Christmas. And we and we capitulated. We never looked like we really believed that we could get three points there. And then we took on Frank Lampard, who was on how many games did he lose on the trot? I think we gave him his only win as Chelsea manager for the second time. Um, we, 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 we're due one here. We're a bit, we were, until last season, a bit of a bogey team for Chelsea. Uh, so I think, I think we're probably due one. Um, and hopefully we'll get that win and, uh, and, and, and stop everyone saying that we haven't won yet and put a bit of distance between us and the bottom three, I guess. Aaron, I mean, if some spice needed to be added, added, James might have done it. I mean, if Mudrick is watching this, he might want to turn up on Sunday. Probably won't even get on the pitch. But there's a lot of players in there. There's a lot of individual talent as a team. Don't seem to be clicking. Yeah, well, that's my worry. As I said before, if they do click, then we could be in trouble and, and just be our luck that they happen to click against us. And I, I think I imagine a lot of their players would have gone away in the international window. So hopefully Poch wouldn't have had too much time to spend with them or work on what's been going wrong. Because um, as, as rubbish as they had been, a lot of them are internationals. Um, looking at that list of players, I couldn't even pronounce, let alone spell most of their names. So um, it's a difficult one. Um, but look, I think we've got to take the game. So we're going to have some players back. Tav's obviously back, as we know, which is a huge, huge boost to us. Still not Adam Smith's obviously back. Still not sure about Tyler Adams. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's close. If he isn't, they said Tav wasn't close and then he was on the bench against Brentford. So hopefully Tyler Adams should be pretty much there or thereabouts because we need him. And I guess then it's just Alex Scott and Dan Gautar who aren't still available. But, you know, slowly, slowly they're coming back. Players are coming back. Brooks, he scored again for Wales. You know, we've got players in form. Ryan Christie's playing well. Dom was obviously scoring. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident because I just, I just, I do still worry about some of their players if they turn it, turn it on. And you know, as as James said, they got a must for them. It's a must-win fixture, and and that does, you know, does worry me a bit because they have got talent. But um, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a cracking game. And just like us, Steve. They're under a new era as well with Mauricio Pochettino, who I think has had some really good times as a head coach, manager, not one things, but he did okay and pretty well at times for Tottenham. For them, do you look at Pochettino and are you worried about Sunday because of the experience he's got and what Chelsea side he might set up? No, not really. I think the pressure is more on them than it is on us. Like we just like James is. So eloquently pointed out the money that they've spent and the names that they've got, the manager who's got a bit of a you know a, a reputation behind him, although as you say he hasn't really won much, albeit I suppose he won the French league, didn't he? But I think everybody who manages PSG wins the French league. So I think the pressure is all on them, really. We're you know when no one ever sees us going into a game against the top or so big called. Cool, a big top six side we're always going to be the underdogs so the pressure's massively on them because they are underachieving hugely at the moment um for, for you know i think todd bowley thinks it's monopoly not football he's just buying up everything and it's uh and it's not really paying in dividends as yet they've got to get but i think the worry is if, if and when it does click who who's that side going to be against um and let's just hope it's not us on the weekend and some really long contracts that these players have got for like eight years, and I don't know enough about finances. Well, they're all they're all on, they're all an FP. They're all on yeah. higher purchase, aren't they? These players spread <laughs> it over. I think it is so term. they can spread. They can spread the cost of that transfer. I, I I mean, surely that catches up with you at some point. 
I think the APR's five hundred and sixty-five point six percent or something on each of these deals. <laughs> going into this weekend, going into this weekend, you'll see the league table on the screen. Manchester City already top of the league with four wins out of four. Come on to Nottingham Forest in a minute because that was the last team that Chelsea played. But the fixture this Sunday will be Chelsea twelfth against AFC Bournemouth 16th. Two points between the teams, James. But the last fixture for Chelsea at home was a 1-0 loss against Nottingham Forest. And Nottingham Forest didn't blow many teams away on the road last season. And early doors this season, they've got an away win. Didn't have much of the ball. But what they did do is turn the ball over quickly and go and get a goal for a new signing. Yeah, and and it and it and it highlights the 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 factor the the point I was trying to make earlier that this current incarnation of the Chelsea side that's been you know we can look back to six seven eight months previous of last year is different from the Chelsea that that is in our heads the Chelsea under Mourinho and the Chelsea that plays in the Champions League and the Chelsea that progresses and the Chelsea that fortress Stamford Bridge and it's it's a it's a really really different Chelsea. Chelsea side is a real it's a different kind of mindset I guess to the to the team there and there's nothing there that we should be particularly afraid of and if we do go into it with fear then then, then we have an issue Stanford Bridge like I said is the place is the place where we've picked up most of our wins against Chelsea there's only two teams that we've beaten more in the Premier League uh, one of them isn't in the Premier League anymore and that's Leicester and the other one's Everton we've got Everton coming up uh, which is which is good news for everyone I think uh, but yeah no like I said the, the, the worst thing we can go into this game is with fear I I felt under the last management and under the manager before that we went into games with fear when we were playing big scary Chelsea and big scary Spurs and big scary Liverpool at Anfield I don't get that feeling off of this manager that we've got at the moment I get the feeling that this manager wants our players to enjoy their football wants them to go out there and express themselves want them to play a high press and and to attack and to take shots on look at Ryan Christie I don't recognise him who's this Ryan Christie that we got in over the summer he's taking shots he's making runs into yeah. the box it's exciting football and I'm looking forward to this match this weekend yeah it's going to be an exciting match I think the weather's going to be indifferent again guys we've had some lovely sunny weather recently but I think it might be a wet one when I changed the had a look at the weather app yesterday it looks like it's going to be rain again so what does that do to this fixture we'll have a look at both teams see what type of players might be on the pitch it's going to be predicted we don't know a lot yet because we haven't seen the presser but let's get an opposition view from charlie patrick from chelsea fan tv then we'll have a look at potential players that might start in this fixture hi guys charlie here from chelsea fan tv to give my thoughts on the bournemouth versus chelsea game at the vitality stadium this weekend and the pressure's on both sides really bournemouth obviously looking for their first win of the season under new manager and Chelsea looking to improve on a not great start under Pochettino. One win from the first four games and you've looked at those games and they're quite favourable fixtures as well. Defeats to West Ham, defeats to Nottingham Forest um, and a draw to Liverpool. Only win coming against Luton who you'd expect most teams to beat this season. Uh, in terms of our away form, I actually think we're we get all do better away from home than we will at home this season. I think when teams come out to play against us, it suits us better. We really struggle to break down a low block. So I think if Bournemouth are going to have any success, get men behind the ball and try and get us to break you down because we don't seem to be very good at that. We don't particularly move the ball quick enough. We're not direct enough in our attacking play at this point in time. But, you know, trips to the Vitality Stadium not been the best for Chelsea over the years. Yes, we got the win last season in Frank Lampard's only win and quite convincingly in the end, which I was quite surprised by. But 
this is going to be a tough game for me, really tough, because Bournemouth have got some decent players. Yes, they've been uh, hampered with injuries as well. Um, and it's a tough place to go, but Chelsea really need to kickstart their season uh, in this game. And I'd almost put this down as a must win for Chelsea, probably as a must win for Bournemouth as well. I'd, look, I'd, I think we probably have too much quality just for Bournemouth, but I think it will be a really, really close game. We're going to have to be wary of a few players, Solanke is, to, to name one. Um, but yeah, look, this new look Bournemouth side spent a lot of money over the summer. Hollywood investment, uh, you know, they're, they're going to need to start seeing some improvement in the side at this early point of the season. And could the first one of the season come against Chelsea? Quite possibly. But if I'm being honest, I think we're going to have a little bit too much quality for you guys. And I think eventually it's going to need to click with un under Pochettino and these players are going to start doing the business on the pitch. So yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. We're going to we will struggle to break you down, but I think we've probably just got enough about us to do it. I don't know if I'm more speaking with head or heart on this one. But I'm going to go for a two-one Chelsea win, and the Blues are going to get their season kick-started and make Bournemouth wait for their first win of the season just a little bit longer. Now, if you're in the chat, you can't see this, by the way, but when I'm showing a video, I can actually see the guys on screen below, right? And there's a lot of facial expressions happening. Steve, he's saying, do a low block and you might have a chance against us. <laughs> I can't see that. No, I was thinking exactly that when he said that. I was thinking, there's no chance of that. This is going to be a basketball match, if it, uh, the, uh, yeah, the epitome of one. Um, it's just going to be attack, 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 you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack. And, so, you know, that's the way it's going to go. Um, it's going to be interesting because if he's right in what he says, and that's the sort of style they're playing, and we're playing exactly the same style, um, like James said, this is going to be a hell of an entertaining game. And I'm, I'm, I'm more and more looking forward to going back to, to, to league football. Um, yeah, I still, I still uh, you know, I think this all the pressure is completely on them than us. Uh, they, they've got, you know, the massive amount of money spent, um, big, big name manager and... We're we're a pro, we, you know, they are a process like we are, but there's much more expectation on their shoulders than there is on ours. So, I just think we go out and play our game. Um, we might we might surprise them. I don't think they've looked very good at all. I, I, I saw them in a couple of games. West Ham game, they're appalling. Um, the Forest game, they they knocked on the door. This is the thing. In most of the games, they've knocked on the door and got themselves in the high up, to, you know, up the pitch positions, but they've never really done anything. Um, <laughs> The amount of chances they've spurned, and I know we sort of they've had Nicholas Jackson up front, and I know he's got a bit of a good record, but equally he could have an amazing record if he could have finished some more of those chances. So he's not quite, you know, at the races just yet. So there's there's, there's a chance for us. We, you know, Dom's in form. He's got a couple of goals behind him. Brooks. He's got a couple of goals behind him. It's all it's all good, baby. We're fine. Um, Aaron, think about Nicholas Jackson coming to you in a moment. But I also was looking at James and. You called it before you saw that clip. He said, must win. No pressure then. He did say must win. I also enjoyed the fact that he predicted a Chelsea win, a Bournemouth win and a draw in the same analysis. It was fantastic. He eventually stuck on a 2-1 on a win to Chelsea, which he has to because he's a Chelsea fan. Uh, no one knows what's going to happen. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, thank you for your opposition view, though, Charlie Patrick. Do go check yeah, thank out you. Chelsea Fan TV <laughs> and the Blues Brothers. He's got his own YouTube channel. Aaron, we nearly signed Nicholas Jackson, but he failed a medical. I don't know if it's called failed a medical, but we didn't take the chance. Bill Foley a few weeks ago said that was a mistake. Chelsea went in for Nicholas Jackson. He looked good in pre-season. He's got one goal so far. He's missed some good chances as well. We're not sure if he's going to be the next Drogba. 
But are you worried on Sunday about Nicholas Jackson? Um, look, I, I was upset we didn't sign him. I think in hindsight, even more upset because I think he's not the top, top class striker that one of the big six need. Um, and Chelsea fans beginning to get on his back a little bit already because, as you say, he's missed some chances, but he's getting in the right positions at least. Um, but for a team like us, I think he'd be perfect. Um, you know, perfect either playing alongside Dom instead of Dom on the left, wherever it might be. But because he's raw, you know, he's still very young. He's raw. Um, but if we added him to our squad, yeah. But am I scared about him? Yeah, a little bit. I think, yeah, I says that. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, for, but for all the money that they have spent, I know Nkunku's injured, but for all the money that they have spent, Sterling is the only one that seems to be able to put the ball in the net really at the moment consistently. So, and problem is we know his record against us is... Pretty good. Well, it was for the Man City days. So, um, yeah, he loves playing against Bournemouth. So, that's all I'm going to Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big... Yes, true, yes. I'm not a big fan of Sterling. But, um, yeah, for me, he's the danger man because he's done it before against us for more than one team. And for Chelsea, he's actually started the season quite well and looks the only one likely to score. Now, we did say, James, that our season probably started after the international break because we're all hoping that we might have all these injured players back. I'm not sure if Sinistera is going to be ready yet. Tyler Adams is on the turf, but probably not up to speed. Let me just cross over to the tactical board. Now, you're probably going to see AFC Bournemouth's lineup or the players that played in the Brentford game. Is Tavernier fit? We're not sure. We'll find out maybe in a day or two. And you'll see some Chelsea players that have gained some sort of knowledge from Chelsea fans about how they'll set up in a 4-3-3. Chilwell's being used as like an orthodox winger, potentially. Do they drop into a 3-4-3? There's some matchups there. I mean, I've got Cook in there. Could it be Rothwell? What matchups are you looking at that could be a game changer for both teams or more importantly, Bournemouth? This boy, Semenyo. I, I, I'm convinced that because I because I'm not sure that he's playing you know wide right. He's floating around. He's doing different things, and he's 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 a rarity in in the game of a of a guy that wants to get the ball and just drive at people. He really excites me when he gets on the ball, and I got I just got this feeling that this season is going to be his year. You haven't put Brooksy in there. Brooksy, mm. after he scored on the international break, you know, he's flying. And we know that he's flying in preseason. We know that he's making up for lost time. And we know that he's got the support of the fans behind him. Can he play um, off the left, though? Or are you now potentially trying some menu on the left? I'd, I'd let him play wherever they want. That's 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 Iriola's uh, philosophy. There's no positions anymore, Kirk. Uh, this is this is this is this is dated stuff you're putting chaos. on the screen here. <laughs> yeah, chaos football. That's what we want. I like the chaos engine. Bring it on. <laughs> as part of the thumbnail in this episode as well. Steve, what are we looking for? Are we looking for the turnover, turnover of the football, but getting these players, Solanke, Semenyo, potentially Brooks on either side, maybe Billing involved? Are we trying to maybe match them up in the turnover? I mean, we're winning the ball really high. I think we're the second best team at doing it, and we're trying to get three on three, three on four. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we've seen so far. Those exact, you know, where whoever's been playing in those positions, those sort of front five. Um, and then sometimes Cook has, and, and also the fullbacks have been involved at times, trying to win the ball, you know, as high up as they can do. And I think there's opportunities there with the back line. They've still got Silver in there. He's, he's not particularly quick. He's mm. knocking on about 38 and... He's not got a turn. If he's anything like me at that sort of age, I couldn't. Turn, I was like the Titanic turning around. And, you know, we get in behind players like that. And their fullbacks do like to bomb on as much as ours do. So 
there's it, you know, gaps in behind the full backs for whoever's playing wide, whoever they go with to exploit. Um, it's a little bit similar to the fullbacks of Spurs. I thought that was the that was the place to hurt them. Unfortunately, we forgot about Madison in that occasion, and um, and he destroyed us. But I feel I don't think they've got the quality in their midfield of Madison. They haven't really got that creative player. So I, I feel there's a lot more opportunities here um, to really have a go at, at Chelsea, who are fragile. As long as we can look after a couple of players, like Aaron's already pointed out, Sterling's got that record against us and he has been a threat in the most of the games I've watched. Um, he's one of those players that you just don't want to touch him sometimes when he's a full tilt dancing into the box and you just fear for your life that he's you're going to give away a penalty. So I think if we can keep players like him, a couple of creative players, quiet, I think we've got a very good chance in this game. I think it's a lot better chance than a lot of people think. It's not that, like James has already said, it's not the Chelsea of old. Um, it's the Chelsea in the transition and, and they're there to be got at couple more questions on potential players against players. Aaron, I'm coming back to you again, actually. We just talked about Nicholas Jackson, but Senesi went away with his national team and didn't get much action. Do you want Sabani picking up Jackson? Do you want Senesi picking up Jackson? Is it a case that you're comfortable if either player picks them up? Because Senesi is a very, very good player, but, it, but he's been all right at the start of the season. I wonder if we'll see Kelly back. Um, you know, mm. now he's had a couple of weeks to. We might to, need pace to get over. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. And I think clearly, Iriola, you know, alluded to that. Why he picked Kelly uh, against um, who was it? Tottenham. Was it Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, needed him for that. Um, so I'll be happy with any of the, any of those three. Zabani, as I said, was excellent against England. Sanessi, I, I really do admire. They wasn't brilliant at Brentford, um, but we might need a bit of pace there for, to, to deal with Jackson and, and Sterling, perhaps. Um, I'm pretty sure Sinister is fit. Didn't, didn't he play? He played for he, play. uh, he played for his country in his national break, and he's fully fit and raring to go, yeah. from what I can see. And Tavernier obviously should be fit as well. I mean, he played against Brentford, and no reason why he shouldn't be fully fit. So I, I would expect both of them to start, if I'm being perfectly honest. And um, Brooks and Semenyo to be on the bench, as good as they yeah. both are. But that's the options we've got at the moment. Um, I think Semenyo's been brilliant this season, and Brooks, I th- you know, it's what's called three goals already in three in the last mm-hmm. three games, club and country. So, but for me, Iraola. From, what, from everything he's kind of said is all about pace and Sinister and Tavernier will be starting for me. Ben has just said, maybe not trained with us yet, but if he's fit, match fit, James, chuck him in. And the same question could be asked for Chelsea with Cole Palmer. And they just a, got him from Manchester City. There was a famous Colombian who uh, stepped off the plane in, uh, in the northeast of the country decades ago and, uh, and turned again <laughs> on its head and became a legend overnight. And his name was Fastino Espria, uh, playing uh, under a manager who also liked to play open football, also liked to play attacking football. Lightning could strike twice. I do remember that was like a day in January, though, wasn't it? It was freezing cold. Yeah. I think he had a Merlot as well when he stepped off the <laughs> plane. Didn't he have a glass of red wine? And then they drove him straight to St. James's Park. Or maybe that's an urban myth. I don't know. Um, I, like I said, all these new players are just so thoroughly exciting. It's just nice to be excited about Bournemouth and, and have that feel of that buzz around something new, really. Is Lavia fit? Does anyone know? Is he now fit to play? I don't think he is, no. No? Okay. It is exciting, and it's on Sunday for this fixture in the Premier League. We want to take this opportunity to thank you, the fans, for supporting Cherry's Red Army nearly three years. You can become a member or donate to the channel at buymeacoffee.com slash Cherries Red Army. Details in the description below. Subscribe if you're new to the channel. We're on our way to 2,000. We're less than 10 away from 
1750. Hit the like button. It's above Aaron. So smash the like button on this video. And we're now a podcast. So go follow us on Spotify or on a couple of other audio platforms as well. So I think it's time, guys, to maybe get the thoughts of those in the chat around the score predictions. So this is your 60-second warning for your score prediction on Sunday at Dean Court, AFC Bournemouth taking on Chelsea. score predictions in the chat what do you think it will be we've got a pretty good record at Dean Court didn't take anything off Chelsea last season but we have got a pretty good record and I'm going to show you the rest of the fixture list in the Premier League this weekend and James as I read them out I want to get a really good prediction from you what do you think could happen in the Premier League in any of these games what's your bold prediction as I read them out we've got Wolves taking on Liverpool 12.30 kickoff on Saturday Fulham against Luton, Tottenham taking on Sheffield United, West Ham against Manchester City, both teams unbeaten, Manchester United against Brighton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, big game for them against Brentford, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Everton, Arsenal, Nottingham Forest taking on Burnley in the Monday night kickoff. James, your Premier League bold prediction for the weekend. My bold prediction for the weekend from this selection of fixtures is that Luton are going to get something against Fulham. (laughs) Luton are going to get something against Fulham. Because Charlie thinks, Steve, that everyone should beat Luton. Uh, Yeah, possibly. But I I was actually quite relatively surprised at how I watched them again. Was it West Ham? I thought they'd they'd give a good count of themselves. But I think they're going to trip up a couple of people along the way that you don't expect. Much like much like us in our first season. But if you're if I'm if you you're going to ask me the same question or you're not? No, if you want to twist on what James has gone, I'm <laughs> I was just going to put prediction. one in there for you. But is it, I think Gary O'Neill is going to turn over Liverpool one nil. God, <laughs> I mean, it would be a classic. I mean, it would be a classic. I mean, let's be honest. That's Gary O'Neill. He bides himself another six games. So yeah, well, I would not be surprised. He did it last season at home. <laughs> Liverpool do look a bit of a different Yeah, piece, no, right? that's just, I've just been saying it. Groove again, Aaron. I don't know. Is there an upset there? I don't think so. Not in that game. Liverpool look, as you said, different beasts this year. I think Spurs will come to beat Sheffield United. I mean, much as much as I don't think we're going to be in any relegation trouble, I still, my first automatic thought is to want Sheffield United, Luton, Burnley, Everton, Forest and Wolves to lose every week. Um, although I can see Luton getting something at Fulham because I still think Fulham without Mitrovic could could struggle this year. Um, although they, they did hang on to Palina and I think if they'd lost him, they'd have struggled mm. a lot more. So they'd probably be fine. Um yeah, big as you say, big game for Eddie um, against uh, Franks and Co. Um, I think, uh, yeah, there's no pressure on Eddie Howe at the moment because of the way he turned around last season. But they've got one, you know, they've lost three out of four. If they lose another one, yeah, as I said, it's not pressure, but it's not great. So I, I expect them to come out like a like a, um, a charging bull and, and uh, knocking Franks over. I tell you who I can see some pressure on. Sorry, just to butt in is um is Ten Hag if they don't if they go down to Bright Brighton, mm. I can which is you know very possible in the way Brighton are playing at the moment. Yeah. Um, I can see him being in a bit of trouble there. 
the scores are in the chat, but we are we are sort of sidetracking here a little bit, James. But I do have a little bit of a fear that doesn't keep me up at night, but I have a lot of time for anyhow. I'm not a Newcastle fan, but I have this fear that he's not going to get a chance at a Champions League game. Of course he is. But I have this massive fear that everyone's just going to completely just over-exaggerate the situation, pretty similar to us. And they're just going to see, see, it was just a one-off. I think the bar actually is surprisingly low at Newcastle um, because a trophy will do them. Given their reaction to being in, was it the semi-final or the final last the year? Final, final, final. final. Given their didn't reaction, score, didn't no, they didn't score. But the but the but the but it was one of those finals again where like there's a story behind it and the fans are going down there excited. Not like another Chelsea, Man United, or Manchester City, you know, Spurs final that they see all the time. Those sorts of things. It felt like something new, and it does feel like the fans up there will be happy with any trophy in any competition. This season, and I think he gets a run in all four competitions. Mm. Um, when when they when they end this season trophyless, or they don't have a chance of winning a trophy, which could happen as soon as January, then you've got issues, I think. But I think he's got a lot of goodwill and a lot of time up there, yeah. especially as the time that like Newcastle fans have had in in previous regimes and previous managers, they've been burnt a lot. Yeah. Um, I think they've got a lot of time for him. He's got yep. credit in the bank. He's definitely credit in the yeah. bank. And, and if you saw the Newcastle documentary, mm-hmm. uh, the, the amount of times Amanda Staveley kept saying, you know, we're well ahead of schedule, which is, you know, we're, Eddie, Eddie's brilliant, Eddie's brilliant. They're not going to panic. Uh, no. no. My... All right, let's bring it back in the room. AFC Bournemouth. Let's get some score predictions out. Well, straight in there for Gene. Sammy created it many years ago. It's the famous 3-1. Oh, is that to the Cherries? Cherries 3-1. We're taking that Cherries 3-1. 3-2. Is that Cherries? Mark Singleton again? Yes, 3-2. We're playing at home. Of course it is. Ben Ives also going 3-2 Bournemouth. Then we've got Paul 2-0 to Bournemouth. Positive score predictions. Omid's going for a clean sheet 1-0. Steve's going for a classic similar to Liverpool a few years ago. 4-3 to the Cherries. And Sammy really wants it now. She really wants the 3-1 pop in. We have just lost Steve, but it's a good opportunity to go to James for the first score prediction on the screen. How are you feeling about Sunday? Uh, for this Sunday, my prediction is um, uh, we're going to win 5-1. We'll be last on match of the day. And all of the talk after the match from Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker and Ian Wright will be about Chelsea. Absolutely. And the mess they're going to be in. And I love they... it. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> Chris Hubble also wants the famous 3-1. Mark Cole wants a 2-1. Stephen Dye is going for a clean sheet. 2-0. 3-2 from Alan. Ethan Burney is going for 2-1. Cameron Meach is also matching that. And wing as well. And I don't think I've seen a Bournemouth loss yet, Aaron. And it is important that we continue to play well. It would be nice to get a few more points on the board. Forest have beaten them on the road. So why not Bournemouth do it at home? What's your score prediction for Sunday? Yeah, look, depend, depending on player availability, we can 100% get a win here um, without a doubt. But I'm going to play a little bit safe because in the back of my mind, you know, that they still they still drew with Liverpool. They're not a, they're not a bad, bad team. Um, but I'm going to go for an exciting 2-2 draw, um, which I don't think will be a terrible result, much as we won that first win. But we can win, obviously. Um, but 2-2 two, two for me. We just didn't get enough of them last year in a performance or goals or a result. 
And I just feel like we get something Sunday. Dom Solanke's just signed a new contract. There's a good buzz going round. I think we get a win. I think we win. Brooksy's had the week and two weeks of his life. Dom Solanke's had the week of his life. New baby, birthday, new contract. Dom Solanke penalty, anyone? Take it. Take there's it. No, there's Do no way we're getting a penalty. <laughs> Over 500 days, guys. You're getting giddy, you mate. You heard it here first, due a penalty. Shame that we've lost Steve again, unfortunately, but that's what happens when we're live. But it's been great to have you on It's Cherry's Red Army YouTube and Twitter. If you're watching it, if you're listening to this back on a podcast, do follow us. And if you've not heard the YouTube channel, pop on Cherry's Red Army. Um, it's been great again, guys. I do love these. I know they can sometimes be problematic because that's the world that we live in with Wi-Fi. But James, it's been great to have your input, your summarization of this September coming, and how are you feeling about this weekend? You've given your score result, but your final summary to the fans. My final summary is, is like, I was just thinking how excited I am about Premier League football coming back from, from a Bournemouth perspective, how excited I am about seeing Bournemouth again. We didn't feel that all of last season. I kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen in this fixture last season. I kind of felt like I knew what was going to go down. I got clue what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, I don't know who's going to play. I don't know what system we're going to play. All I know is, is that it's definitely going to be exciting. And that, you know, you pay money to be entertained. We're going to get entertaining football this season. Let's not get giddy. Let's have some fun with the journey. Let's enjoy it. Thank you to everyone who's interacted in the chat, all the lovely comments and your good comments as well about the preview and other things we've discussed. There's a good comment in there from Stephen Dyer, so check that out. Ethan Burney, who's a regular at Dean Court, can't make it this Sunday by the looks of it, Aaron, but he is now a, an official referee and he's doing some great stuff and he's going to be refereeing. So a little shout out for Ethan there, Aaron. Yeah, what a great legend Ethan Burney is. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him around Dean Court and uh, and away games. And yeah, brilliant to see he's uh, started his career refereeing. And I'm sure he could put quite a few of the Premier League refs to shame. Absolutely. 100% back that up. Right. Cheers, James. Cheers, nope. Aaron. Thank you very Thanks much, for having me. Steve. And he would be going for a Bournemouth win. I'm going to put it out there. Reckon he's going for a Bournemouth win. If you go into the game, stay safe. If you're travelling down, take care because it might be a wet day again at Dean Court. If you're following the Cherries, wherever you are in the world, get behind the team, follow the channel, subscribe, hit the like button. If you're watching this back on replay, get your comments in there as well. Can the Cherries cause a little bit of chaos? Keep performing, maybe take something off the blues this weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Look after yourself from me, Aaron, James and Steve. We'll see you on the next one. Up, cherries. Up the cherries. <laughs>